The Conspiracy Podcast contains adult language, themes, sexual situations, and violence. Basically, all the good stuff. Thanks for listening. ago, the normally bustling Tokyo Metro was brought to a standstill when a deadly sarin attack struck the city's underground system. On Friday, once again, the Metro was hushed to observe a moment's silence in memory of the 13 people who lost their lives and the thousands more sickened by the poisonous nerve gas. Laying white lilies at an altar for the victims, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe vowed to do his utmost to ensure that this sort of incident never happens again. Welcome. We're back <laughs> for another week of interesting weird shit, <laughs> especially this week. Especially this week. Renee, one of Renee's cults that she picked. That she yeah. founded. That she founded. She is. I was, I was like three when this cult started. It, it sounds like you were just smart enough. <laughs> it makes sense. All you have to do is pretend to levitate. Entrance. I mean, look at the all right, death, all right. ghost speaking, seeing toddler that is right outside of that door right now. Probably talking to the ghosts who live in my house. Ooh, a party. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, oh, he has company out there at least. That's fine. Oh, yeah. First, let's... Let, hi, in case you don't know, this is Renee, and I'm about to tell a failed ghost story, but I wanted to make sure that we all introduced ourselves first. Yeah, if you don't know what you're listening to or who you're listening to... Welcome to, welcome to uh, Bean Talk, where Ooh. we talk about all of our favorite beans. Your number one bean podcast. Roll I have that to go beautiful bean footage. Oh my god! <laughs> I have to go Fort Hook Lima. Oh okay. I'm Ooh. such a lima person. I love a really really well done. I like pintos. Not like cooked, like well cooked, but like a nicely done mm-hmm. lima bean with like Bigger, um, the better. Oh yeah, and they're like oh yeah. Pinto or black-eyed peas? I wasn't done with my bean porn. (laughs) I'm telling you mine. Okay, but can I keep talking about my bean porn? No. No. You can introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Liz, and I like beans. (laughs) (laughs) I picked the one subject Liz would have a 25-minute I'm so passionate about beans. Liz is like, I'm so glad you mentioned beans. I have been waiting to talk about them for literal months. Honestly, though, my friend Ethan and I once had a 20-minute conversation at least about how much we like lima beans. I feel like it was like the... Bubba Gump conversation. Not really. Not really. To be fair, we I were like at a restaurant. I like lima beans with bacon. I like lima beans with ham. Kids are so funny. Wow. <laughs> to be fair, we were at a restaurant and we were served lima beans. Like okay, it was on topic. It was fair. on topic, but we let it go a lot longer than it should have. 
But anywho. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, Spill my, your beans. My failed ghost story. So I definitely uh, thought we had a real live ghost in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, because on Sunday morning, uh, Kat's alarm went just like randomly went off at like 4 a.m. Is this a cell phone alarm or an alarm clock? Alarm clock. Okay. And then that when matters. I was like, we took our dogs for a hike. And as I was getting ready, I was like, oh, the time on the alarm clock is wrong. It's an hour behind. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're hiking. <laughs> I'm so excited. With the dogs. And it comes up because uh, she mentioned she was like, yeah, it went off really weird and just started like blaring with radio stations. And I was like, oh, that's weird because it's an hour behind. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's an hour behind. And we were talking about it because we were like, it's got to be a ghost. It's got to be something weird because we thought she thought maybe initially she had like mashed like the hour and time button when she was trying to shut it off. But she was like, no, I would have had to hit it like 11 times. And then finally, I have nothing to say. <laughs> finally, after way too long for two women in their 30s to have had this discussion, mm-hmm. uh, she was like, oh, wait, it's daylight savings time. It starts today, doesn't it? I was like, oh, yeah, it started. At... And I looked it up and I was like, oh, it started at like 2 a.m. And she goes, oh, OK, so like it probably is an hour behind because everything else changed. <laughs> it was the so... ghost of time is a construct. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's my fake. No, no real ghost sightings in uh, in our house yet. But, you know, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Planchette held high. Maybe someday. <laughs> that was amazing. If I had a little more time, I would have come up with a song about your high ghosty hopes to the tune of that apple pie in the sky. <laughs> high hope song. But I didn't have quite enough time. I was almost there. Yeah, I'm really uh, ready for us to have a proper haunting, and Kat is really not. So we'll see who wins. We'll see Probably who wins. the underworld. Yeah, yeah. If I, I mean, if I have to kill somebody in this house to make it haunted, I'm gonna do it. You hear that? You hear that kid? <laughs> <laughs> that kid? Yes. The only oh, kid in here. There you go. I'll start with that. So we should really talk about June Medical, the case in the Supreme Court right now. Oh, yeah. Because right now it is actually, it's looking good. Like, Justice Roberts is legitimately surprising me because he's actually going on court precedent rather than his own precedent. So, fingers crossed, because if you're not familiar, basically uh, June Medical versus Louisiana is a case that's gone to the Supreme Court and it's based off of one of those shitty laws that shitty states try to come up with where they try to frame it as a women's health thing when in reality it's an abortion restriction thing. Mm. They're basically mm. trying to make it so every single abortion doctor has to have admitting privileges at a nearby hospital before they can actually perform abortions and while you're like oh that sounds like a good thing less than five no not even less than five percent less than like one percent of abortion procedures require a trip to the hospital and this is mostly because a majority of abortions are done using medication rather than actual surgical procedures especially if you catch it early so it is just a way for these states to try and frame their pro-life anti-abortion nonsense under the guise of health and it was struck down 
four years ago, the whole women's health versus Texas. But this was when Justice Kennedy was there, and he has since retired. And uh, or did he die? One of those. He's not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can see you can see death as retiring. So and the he, long golf match. <laughs> yes. Is it a match? Tournament. <sighs> tour. Not everything's a tournament or a tour. Uh, Is it a match no or a game? Idea. Oh, well. All right. Long golf match in the sky or the um, underworld. But yeah, so he's been replaced by Brett Kavanaugh, who does surprisingly <laughs> oh, doesn't you. have the best record on I'm shocked. Rights. So we will see. But if this gets struck down or say your prayers and light your candles for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she needs to stay alive at least until June, which is when they will be handing down the decision for this. So, um... When they had their hearing in court this week, the the prosecutor, I guess, the person representing Louisiana, really did a super shitty job of explaining their case and got called out multiple times by Chief Justice Roberts. So, fingers crossed that this will work because if something like this gets struck down, then Roe v. Wade is next. True. So I'm. I really, please vote, really, people. Please, oh in every God. election, oh not just God. presidents, not just presidents. Progressive movements start at the base. If mm-hmm. you are not voting in your state and local elections, then you do not have a right to get pissy when your candidate isn't chosen for the presidential elections. Mm-hmm. Vote for your senators. Vote for your representatives. Vote for the people in your state senate and house. These are the people making the laws that are more that are more relevant to you. You can't expect everybody else to go out there and vote for you. Yes. You can't support somebody and then just continue to sit around and say, "Well, I'm I'm thinking about them." That's mm-hmm. not how it works. Mm-hmm. Your vote does matter yes. because l- just look at what is happening right now. Ugh, it's bad. But let's also, just just yeah. But also, did we learn nothing from 2016? Honestly. I don't care. Obviously. I don't not. care who the candidate is. If it's Bernie, I'm happy. If it's Biden, I'm less happy. Depends on his vice presidential nominee. Doesn't matter, because I'm going to be out there second Tuesday in November. Yes. I always I always think it's the first, but it's the second. Voting for whoever has that big shiny D next to their name. It's the only time that mm-hmm. I ever vote for D. Yes. Well. I mean, it sucks. My heart is broken that don't be I selfish. don't even get a chance to like vote for Elizabeth Warren in the primaries. But... I'm going to be fine. If I get a chance to vote for Bernie in the primaries, I'll do it. If I don't because the candidate is already chosen and it won't matter, I'll be fine with that too. I literally do not care. Our main goal should be to prevent four more years of children in cages. Mm-hmm. Tons of lying to the point where we're basically living in a fascist country where news doesn't matter. Um, a constant disgrace on the world stage a lack of environmental regulations and honestly complete disrespect for anyone with a vagina exactly and unless they're a total sycophant that's like, true if like of course it's going to be a hell of a lot easier to get medicare for all and a green new deal into practice if bernie is elected it will be difficult if biden is elected it will be absolutely impossible if trump is reelected and i don't know like how many times I have to tell people that. Yep. Like, if you're like, oh, my candidate isn't the 
nominee, so I'm not going to vote. You might as well be voting for Trump. Like, please, please vote. Please vote. We do not need another repeat of 2016. Please vote. Please vote. Please vote. Mm-hmm. We'll vote, bake you vote, cookies. Vote. What do you need to vote? We'll bake you cookies. We'll send you foot pics. I thought you said we'll give you hickeys. I was like, yes. Please. Please. I'm you telling hickeys. you right now, if someone DMs our Instagram or my Instagram, which some of you like to do, and... It's fine. I'm not jealous. Let me know <laughs> a sticker or something proof that you voted and I will personally owe you a favor. Okay. I'm going to put some limits on it, but it's going to be a favor. Oh, you like the chick who feet. raised all that money for Australia. Yeah. With her nudes. Her nudes. Yeah. Her, her nudes. Her nudes. <laughs> With her nudes, y'all. Swedish nudes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm not from the Midwest at all. <laughs> I will send you a picture of my titties if you tell me that you voted. If you want. If you want. Only if they are needed or requested. <laughs> I will not send to. you unsolicited pictures of my titties. No. But if you want one and you vote... Give me the proof and I'll get you a titty. I'll send you a picture of my dog's titties. <laughs> I think mine might be a little bit nicer. It's <laughs> me rubbing my dog's belly and just like their little nips out. There's eight of them. That's like six more than a human. Think of how many nips that is. If you want a picture of my feet for free, I'll do it just this once. Anything. Anything to get anything you guys to vote. to get people to vote. Okay. It was nice talking about this. Should we talk about what tea we're sipping on? All right. Well, let's take this uh, to the far, far east of um, August.LA. If you don't know what that is, it's because you are a terrible listener and you have not taken our advice to go to August Uncommon's website where you can get the best tea. Buy their delicious teas. Do you even like tea? Are you a fake fan of this podcast? (laughs) Do you think this is Conspira Coffee? Do you think this is Conspira Beer? Conspira Wine? Conspira Smoothie? (laughs) Conspira Jamba Juice? Ooh. Uh, oh. <laughs> Conspira Acai Bowl. I want one so bad. <laughs> like I said, Budafield is my cult of choice. I know. Um, anywho. I, know. I can honestly say the one we're talking about today. I do not want to, I don't want anything to do with this one. Mm-mm. No, this is not my cult. These are not my people. <laughs> no, this one is ooh. not my peeps. Um, so... If you just skedaddle on over to august.la, you can find this tea that we're sipping on today. It is called Under the Willow. It is a bright Mm, green Japanese sencha tea. (gasps) Ooh, appropriate. I know. This is a sencha tea that even Americans will love. It's sweet and delicate, unlike many senchas, which is true. I normally, like, I pucker a little bit at senchas. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ooh, ooh, that's strong. (laughs) But this is good. I was worried because it is, like, when you get it out of the package, it is green. I know. So I was worried it was going to be, like, pretty strong. But it's not. It's quite good. What I really love, and I think Renee touched on this last time, but I'm going to touch on it again. This is not celestial seasonings. Yes. Okay. While I appreciate the celestial seasoning sleepy time tea when I just <laughs> want to go to bed and I want something hot in my throat, mm-hmm. that's what she said. Ooh. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. yeah. Creamy slides straight down. Okay. What kind of? Okay. Try. I guess. But what I really love is that August Uncommon uses real fresh ingredients in their tea. Mm-hmm. Did y'all know that this tea that we're drinking today was grown in Chiron, Japan? No. No. The first flush tea was grown near the Sakurajima volcano in mild fertile soil. 
Okay, well, I want to I want to visit it, but mostly because I just want to visit a volcano. So, the villages in Japan have been growing this tea since 1872 in this exact area where the, we are drinking it from. Oh, wow. Isn't that exciting? And it's delicious. Like, so, it, it's, I like that when you look at the teas, you can tell that it's very minimally processed because yes. it's still, like, so long. It doesn't the ingredients look list like... is not a list. Yeah. It's literally two things. <laughs> and it's not just, like, ground up into a powder mm-hmm. like a lot of green teas you see. You can actually, like, look at this and you'll be like, oh, yeah, this is The nugs. Leaf. You can see the <laughs> nugs. <laughs> I love the nugs. Basically, we've said it once. We've said it twice. We've said it. 25 times. If you're not drinking <laughs> August Uncommon, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? It's so good. If you can find a better tea, uh, mail it to us for free. We'll try it. Yeah. I love free teas. But <laughs> August Uncommon, if you're listening, which I know that you are maybe, possibly, please let us talk about you even more fervently than we already do help us help you can you just imagine what that would be like can you imagine a world where we're more supportive of you (laughs) can you imagine a world where we just do constant instagram stories showing off our august uncommon merch imagine a world where i rub the tea all over my body okay Anyways, if y'all are interested, you can go to august.la slash collections slash tea, and you can see all of their tea. And what is it? If you put in your email address? Yes, you, you get 10% get off. 10% off your first order. Totally worth it. Totally. And if you're like, oh, I don't know what kind of tea I want, sample packs. Sample packs. And you get at least six cups out of it. No joke. So for 15... um. 15 cups of tea, it's only $10. That's, yeah. For four cups, a sample is only $2. Yeah, it says four, but I, I feel like we get more than four. We did. And for a 70 cup bag of Japanese Sencha, it's forty one ninety nine. That's like a month's supply of tea. That is, a, that is crazy. It's basically a subscription box. I know y'all millennials love those things, so. <laughs> I don't even know if we've talked about like even hinted at what we're talking about today other than Renee doesn't none of us want to join this cult like we've all no, made that decision smell bad. this is not no food. our cult it's a i mean i like what they try to their belief system almost like except like for the beginning. the violent stuff yeah the beginning was nice but like god they took a turn real mm-hmm. fast there's way better doomsday cults so i agree <laughs> alert it's me it's this ours cult- <laughs> <laughs> the cult we are talking about today is Om Shinrikyo also known as Supreme Truth. That is what the word means. Um, so, Am Shinrikyo was a spiritual group that formed in the 1980s. The group started out combining Hindu and Buddhist beliefs and later went on to add Christian apocalyptic prophecies. The group was founded by Shoko Asahara, who, like other cult leaders we've covered, thought very highly of himself. He thought of himself to be Christ and the first enlightened one since Buddha. So let's take a little look into Asahara's life leading up to him being the cult leader who organized the Tokyo Siren Attack. Shoko Asahara was born Matsumato Chizu on March 2nd, 1955 in Yasuharo, Japan. When Asahara was six, he was sent to live at the Mamato Prefectural School for the Blind until graduating. Um, He was born partially blind, which is why he was sent to the school. What's up? I was going to say he pretended to be full blind to trick people. I mean, 
were there benefits to that? Yeah, because um, a free pass for everything. Yeah, and you can also like cheat. Get people. Mm-hmm. You can also yeah. You can also cheat at like card games. Damn. You can cheat in school. In the as the great Tom Waits said, in the Dear land God. of in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. After graduating, Asahara moved to Tokyo, where he attended a junior college, which he graduated from in March 1975. Um, there's not a lot of information on Asahara's life before um, Shinrikyo. Uh, there are claims he married someone from the community college in 1977, a woman named Kazuko, and they apparently have six kids. Asahara practiced acupuncture and ran his own pharmacy, but police records show he was arrested in 1982 for selling unregulated herbal remedies. And from this arrest, his pharmacy went bankrupt. Yoga became a big part of Asahara's life starting in 1977, and in 1984, he opened Am Shinsen no Koi, a yoga school and publishing house. 1986 was when he changed his name to uh, Shoko Asahara from his original birth name. And in 1987, his yoga school officially became Am Shinrikyo. By 1989, Am Shinrikyo had quite a few followers and was recognized by the Japanese government as a religious corporation. With this new title of being a religious corporation in Japan, Am Shinrikyo got tax breaks and was immune to government prosecution. Basically, this means government officials cannot investigate the group's religious activities and doctrines. Oh, yeah, they exploited the shit out yeah. of that. Oh, yeah. I talk about that a little. This was big news for the group and their deadly plots they were coming up with. Under the Japanese religious corporation law, the group was basically free to officially become a cult without being harassed by the Japanese government. They would not be investigated for anything. And who is to blame for this bonkers religious corporation law? The United States of America. How are we to blame for everything? Literally. We, we, we allowed, we, we helped get this law passed. Um, so in a post-war Japan, the American government had strong influence to enact this law to protect religious groups from government interference. Oh, we were like, oh, hey, we have religious freedom. You should have religious freedom. Here, take our advice. And yeah. bring in all the cults. Which no country should have. All the cult things. Yes. Oh, same oh. thing. Yep. Um, but Om went about being noticed in some pretty aggressive ways. They lobbied with local politicians to put pressure on the Tokyo government to accept and approve their application to be recognized as a religious group. I feel like this should have been a bit of a red flag for the people in charge, but you know, when you're literally being bullied into accepting them as a religious organization, maybe you should be like, why do you want this to happen so badly? And I mean, it is Japan. Most of their flag is already red. Exactly. So by being part of this new realm of being recognized as an actual religious organization came a lot of new and exciting changes for um, their net worth grew from 430 million yen or 4.3 million dollars in 1989 to more than 100 billion yen or 1 billion dollars. By 1995, one billion. <laughs> <laughs> I can't gross. help it. Like every sky. You guys are gross. <laughs> I don't even like that movie. And I still just like. Hmm. Um, of I course, like this life. huge new title caught the attention of more people who wanted to join the group. And their following went from 10,000 members in 1992 to about 50,000 worldwide by 1995. By 1989, the cult's activities became more dangerous and sinister. Family members of cults of cult members became increasingly worried about their family and friends and some claimed kidnappings were happening along with physical abuse by other members just like jonestown they had the concerned relatives group anti-om groups began to pop up with family members of cult followers 
Family members who were a part of these anti-Alm groups were also claiming to have been kidnapped and assaulted by the cult. In 1989, the cult apparently kidnapped and murdered Tsutsumi Sakamoto, his wife and one-year-old son. Sakamoto was a a Yokohama lawyer who had represented quite a few of the anti-Alm groups. Because of the law, the group felt they could and should stop Sakamoto. And since the government was not allowed to interfere with the group, they felt they could continue with their violent ways, which came to a head in 1995 after the Tokyo attacks. Which Liz will explain a little later. I sure will. After the attacks, members admitted to it. The fuck is wrong with that? Yeah, they admitted... And then they buried their bodies in three separate locations. So I'm and almost done. And smashed their victims' teeth to oh prevent them from being God. identified. Oh, I'm almost done. Okay. Um, not only was Aum Shinrikyo practicing from Buddhist and Hindu beliefs, they also included elements from the French astronomer Nostradamus in their teachings. They believed their levels of consciousness that uh, they all had to get to through the spirit of truth, his holiness, the master, Shoko Asahara, um, which to me was very Buddha-filled-esque. Like, you know, yes. the holy, you have to get to the, your next level of the only person who had reached the state of nirvana was Asahara. He was the enlightened one. Um, but a member who was interviewed claimed that Asahara did not actually know very much about Buddhism. This member was a devoted follower to the religion and claimed Asahara was not as enlightened as he claimed to be. Members also believed in reincarnation and Tibetan beliefs of clairvoyance, seeing through walls, and levitation. Asahara made claims he could float through rooms and through walls, and there are pictures of this levitation happening, but non-believers think Asahara was jumping on something to allow him to levitate in the air like a trampoline. <laughs> yeah, and he also, like, you've seen the cross, the one where he's in, like, the cross-legged yoga position. Yeah, yeah levitating. Yeah. He's just, like, leaning back on his butt. <laughs> So the followers were also huge believers of, like, they're big believers of the Hindu god Shiva, who was the god of destruction. Mm -hmm. This belief in Shiva gave them reason to be so violent, and this eventually led them to their big Armageddon plan. Um, The only other thing I have to say is Asahara published a religious uh, article or book or whatever called The Destruction of the World, which basically was his reasoning as to why he could go about doing the things that he wanted to do because of all these other gods who said that this was you know they felt this and they did this and it's okay for me to be violent it's fine because the world is going to end and we're going to be the only ones left yeah no that's not how it works well it's also just like you want to be a part of the group that's going to survive when armageddon happens nobody knows who that group is it's the same reason that like it's the same reason that our militias exist because it's like doomsday is coming i have to be prepared we have to be prepared to defend ourselves and be the last one standing listen people you will not know if you are going to be the last one standing if you will be the chosen one if you will be part of the group that is going to survive until the end okay so kind of like what katie mentioned and was hinting at uh am shinrikyo got Real violent. Real quickly. Real quickly. So, and they also managed to infiltrate a ton of uh, different groups and different parts of the Japanese government. So let's talk about how they went off the rails, um, which is how I have my notes titled. (laughs) How they went off the rails. It it says, when Alm went off the rails. 
Um, so the Alm had a strategy to recruit officers from the Japanese Self-Defense Force and use them as combat troops for the cult to kind of work as their own militia. And these guys protected them and also trained other Alm members and provided intelligence on government activities. Yeah. And they were actually, like, pretty successful with this because you should never trust the police. They're very easy to be bought. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So the Alm was able to obtain lists of hundreds of JDF, Japanese Self-Defense Force, members and attempted to recruit them. The strategy placed a high priority on recruiting members from the 1st Airborne Brigade and other highly trained divisions because those would they would be able to train them in the most, I don't know, military way. Mm-hmm. Um, they even wiretapped the house of the 1st Airborne Brigade's commander to spy on his private life. Um, former cult members confirmed this recruitment drive and said there were approximately 100 Defense Force members recruited into the cult, including 60 former members. Now, the JDF disagrees with this. They say there were only 20 um, total, or well, current and former JDF members who were also on members, but they're, like, there's evidence that the number was closer to what the cult members mm-hmm. said. Um, so the JDF was not the only victim of this successful um, penetration. They recruited a number of police officers along with some other low-ranking government bureaucrats. Former all members have said they were actively attempting to recruit police officers. Mm. So this was another way for them to obtain knowledge about what was going on during the gov- uh, for the government. And they wanted to recruit employees in the prime minister's personal office. And in particular, employees who had access to statistical information concerning the Japanese government and economy. So this Hmm. is basically like the Japanese version of Scientology. Yep. Very similar. So they actively recruited individuals also in the Japanese business sector. Um, This is not as well documented as the other areas, but they targeted industries focused in technology or ones that were focused on weapons production. So there is some evidence they were successfully able to recruit a number of Japanese defense contractors from Mitsubishi Heavy Industries Limited and Nippon Electronics. So they were at least able to get two from two pretty big companies. Well, they were at least able to get from two pretty big companies. Um, In the Japanese press actually reported one of the Mitsubishi employees was arrested for assisting an all-member who was an active duty uh, Japanese Defense Force member. Oh. And they were caught. Color me shocked. Right. They were caught stealing Mitsubishi research data. And Mitsubishi has actually publicly acknowledged the arrest of their employee, um, Hideo Nakamoto, and the theft of materials. Um, they denied that it was technical data mm. that was defense related, mm-hmm. though. Um, Unlike other religions, the Alm was organized into ministries and departments that attempted to mirror the Japanese government. Um, For example, like when we talked about um, the process Church of the Final Judgment and there were like the different tiered levels where you could be. Mm -hmm. um, This one 
uh, Om Shinrikyo contained 24 identifiable organizations comparable to the Japanese government with similar functions and responsibilities. So they had ministries of defense, health and welfare, science and technology, heavy industry, education, etc. And uh, Shoko Asahara also had a household agency similar to the Emperor of Japan. Uh, which provided security and medical care for his family. And he had a secretariat headed by his 11-year-old daughter. <laughs> oh, don't say that about his daughter. Oh, my oh God. God. <laughs> that. Oh, my God. Um, but they're not really sure what her duties were. She just, Tonight. like, worked in his office. Yeah. And pranced around. <laughs> so, as Katie said, they were able to raise a ton of money, which is, like, surprising because this whole thing is surprising like they do not sound like someone that anyone should back right oh, or well, someone that i right. feel like is even like at least other cults are like oh yeah like we just do yoga and make love oh no they do yoga like, and make chemical weapons yeah we're like let's take over the government you won't get caught i promise mm-hmm. like what the it's so and it's Ugh. really weird that they had so much money considering the camps they lived in. Like, people were literally eating maybe once a day. I know. And, like, basically homeless. It was, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I guess I do know what they did with all their money. They bought weapons with it, but. It doesn't um, sound fun. I'm not no, having it fun. Doesn't. They required their followers to turn over all of their earthly possessions. And they also came up with a lot of really ridiculous money-making schemes from, uh, which I'll go into more detail later, but they like ran noodle shops and other legitimate businesses noodle shops. and then weird extortion techniques, which I'm also going to go more into noodle shops. I would go. I mean, I, love I just want to keep saying noodle shops. <laughs> I want my noodle I'll shop. take you to the noodle shop. Mm. I'll let you slurp my udon noodle. I'm going to call your mom. You're going to have oh, to read well. the, don't care. I'll do it again. Everybody. <laughs> I'll proudly do it again. I would look my dad in the face and say those lyrics say. Well, yeah. I have a feeling, yeah. You probably would. (laughs) According to uh, Shoko Asahara's teachings, the only way to survive the Armageddon that was coming was to strictly follow his teachings, and in particular, to renounce the world and all its worldly possessions. One of those, do as I say, not as I do. Mm -hmm. Um, This tied directly to another tenet they had, which demanded all members who wished to reach a higher state of consciousness consciousness to give all of their assets including other family members assets to the cult could you imagine like if your sister joined a cult and she was like hey i have to uh give them your inheritance from mom and dad so i would fight fuck her you don't. yeah i would cut my sister yeah. but wait 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 who else did that jim jones yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know taking their retirement checks yeah it's, yeah um a majority of the members of the cult were <clears throat> So basically these these items would range from somebody's like telephone credit card worth a few dollars to someone's Tokyo residence which was worth millions of dollars. Um they also raised a ton of money by selling religious training and headgear designed headgear. to synchronize one's brain waves to that of Shoko oh Asahara my which cost headgear $10,000 a month. What? To, for this weird, like, shocking piece of headgear. What? Yeah. And they also could pay for other different types of potions and weird vials. Like, uh, they could pay $1,000 for the honor of drinking Shoko Asahara's bath water. 
Oh um, my god. $10,000 for a small vial of his blood. Hmm. And those who balked at any aspect of this whatever the fuck it's called um, were driven harder, drugged, and confined. And in several instances the cult resorted to murder to prevent defections. Dear God. So if you were like no, I don't want to drink his blood, they're like, we know you still have money <laughs> so we're going to beat the shit out of you until you give it to us. Um, and then as Katie said, they really perverted the use of the Japanese religious corporation's law as a way to really extort money and also basically commit crime without being called out on it. It was like one big giant tax write-off. And then since they knew they couldn't be investigated, they would use this to extort money from townspeople by threatening to come into their community. Um, one community paid them $9.2 million to leave town. <laughs> oh, can I walk into someone's town? <sighs> Damn. Yes. Right? <clears throat> so in addition to all of these weird skeevy ways to make money, they also had legitimate businesses throughout not just Japan, but the world, making income for them. For example, in Taiwan, there was an import-export agent. In Sri Lanka, they managed a tea plantation. And they were also involved in several different businesses in Japan, ranging from uh, a computer retailer to bento shops, like little bento bowls. Or I like love bento, bento boxes. boxes. Yes. Um, and noodle restaurants, like I mentioned before, fitness club, a telephone dating club, and, if you can believe it, a babysitting firm. Um, babysitters. Yikes. Asa, Asahara. Babysitters. <laughs> Asa, Asahara. We will help your children build nuclear bombs. <laughs> oh, that's what they that did. Was that that's was what amazing. They did. I loved it. I no, loved I was just watching. I was on the Instead edge of my of, seat. Instead of, like, horses and shit, they were like, here, yeah, no. kid, put this bomb together. Hello, anarchy. <laughs> here, <laughs> nice to meet you. Go beat that old man up. <laughs> <laughs> so, when it became difficult for them to obtain new facilities, they established a food company by appointing a layman as the director and then built the Koshigaya Uzato facility in Satama Prefecture as the company's factory by hiding the fact that it was related to Am Shinrikyo. Mm -hmm. Because while they could get away with stuff, like, the government isn't stupid. They, like, no. are starting to realize all this shit they're doing. Um... The factory started the production of food into which they said the energy of Ashihara was infused. What? Yeah. And when they did an on-site inspection of this facility, the produced foods such as the noodles they were making were being purified by playing uh, incantations by Shoko Asahara. And it became obviously like clear that the facility was a factory for food called offerings for the members. Wow. Yeah. So despite their businesses, here's where we get to the fun part. So Shoko Asahara's uh, deliberate pursuit of his unconditional weapons capability, which I'm about to talk about, came on the heels of his embarrassing failure to expand the cult's power and influence through a more acceptable route. So up until this point, they had pretty much had a lot of success infiltrating the different military groups and small, like, low-hanging government mm -hmm. fruit people. 
Government fruit. <laughs> but in February of 1990, Om Shinrikyo um, put forth 25 candidates from the cult, including Shoko Asahara, on a parliamentary ballot. The electoral defeat of the cult's truth party, as they called it, was pretty humiliating for uh, Asahara. Voters rejected all of the candidates in part because of the doomsday tone of the stump speeches that Shoko Asahara made. And after the election, he was just very disgraced because the group had only received 1,783 votes for the entire <laughs> lot. So all 25 candidates only received 1,783 votes. I'm pretty sure Tulsi Gabbard has done better than that. <laughs> oh, my God. So two months after the election failure was when Shoko Asahara started predicting a disaster would befall Japan soon. He's like, I can't what put the- my finger on it. I have no idea where it's going to come from, <laughs> but I just feel like something really bad's going to happen. Bad is gonna happen. It's like Plankton. I feel like he is Plankton. <laughs> yeah, just a slightly taller version. Just a little bit. He began to preach that not only was a disaster coming, but it was the duty of the members of Om Shinrikyo to hasten the coming of Armageddon, which would destroy the sinful and elevate the true believers onto a higher (laughs) spiritual plane. But, like, how does that make sense? I don't. This is my common theme in every cult. It's like. What do you think you're doing? What? Where do you think you're going? How do you think this is going to happen? What do you think is going on, friend? Yeah. Maybe he thought they were going to try and catch the same comment that the Heaven's Gate cult got. This is around the same time. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so they were actively, after this whole doomsday thing, they became actively engaged in preparations for both conventional and unconventional attacks upon the Japanese government and its people. In April of 1995, a large number of components um, analogous to the AK-74 submachine gun, along with blueprints for making them, were found in a car owned by an Om Shinrikyo member. Mm. Uh, the AK-74, I'm not just misspeaking, the AK-74 is the modern-day version of the AK-47 assault rifle. I like how they just inverted the, the name. <laughs> like, like, this isn't the same thing. Not at all. What do we call the new one? Oh, 74. He's oh, better. So smart. He's better than 47. He's oh. bigger number. So smart. He's bigger numbers. Better. So completed machine guns, additional parts, used rocket launchers, and other military paraphernalia were found by paraphernalia. Were found Not by good old paraphernalia. Paraphernalia. Um... And other military paraphernalia were found by Japanese police at the main arm facility in Kamikushiki, which they did actually do a raid after the attack Liz is going to talk about. So this is when they found all of this stuff. Plus, this was the same location where the sarin gas and biological facilities were located. So they apparently planned to illegally manufacture as many as 1,000 AK-74s and cartridges before they were raided. Um, And they had been manufacturing parts for these guns with the aid of computer-controlled machine tools at their complex at the foot... At the foot... The foot? At the foot of the bed. At the foot. um, At the foot of Mount Fuji, which they had been working on this since July of 1994. 
Also, a number of private and government sources have confirmed that they constructed and utilized a microwave incinerator to actually burn bodies of enemies of the cult or cult members who perished during training or other cult activities. Um, I have questions. Yeah. Is it microwave sized or is it a slow burn? Like, is it human size, but it cooks you like a microwave or is it microwave size, but you catch fire? It's a stainless steel drum connected to an industrial microwave. And they would place bodies in this steel drum and I guess microwave, microwave all this microwave radiation and they would the bodies would be in there for three days. Then oh they would God. and it would literally turn their bodies to ash. What? And then they would soak the ashes in nitrate to dissolve the calcium remains. Oh my. Um the Japanese government believes at least two dozen bodies were disposed of in this manner. That's so they did cuisine. actually use this. Did you like that? Oh, I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. Oh. Say it again. I said, that's a lean cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in addition to their weapons and weird incinerator machines, they were also aggressively involved in chemical and biological weapons production. Um, and honestly, like, even though this is like two decades out, over two decades out, the extent of their success with chemical and biological weapons is still not fully known because they did destroy some of their facilities before the police raid. But they did successfully produce nerve agents, uh, sarin, taboon, soman, and VX. Um, I only know what one of those is. Biological agents like botulism and anthrax. And they also made LSD. Just when you're feeling lonely, you know? And they liked to dose the cult members a ton. I mean, if if I were them, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. The chemical and biological research development and production was on a scale not previously identified with any sort of subnational terrorist group, much less a cult preaching Buddhist principles. Mm -hmm. um, and... The whole time they were able to make these under the pretense of manufacturing herbal teas and medicines. Hmm. And the front companies for the cult procured the equipment and other materials needed for their biowarfare program. The cult bought laboratory equipment in bulk quantities, freeze dryers, incubators, liquid nitrogen containers, grinders, fermenters, and tons of amounts of growth media. Hmm. So, like Katie mentioned... And like I mentioned a little bit before, the motivation for the production of these chemical and biological weapons is completely linked to the Armageddon prophecy. Before we get to um, the Tokyo subway sarin attack, which I think is why we're here and why they have been claimed to fame, mm -hmm. we will go back just a little bit. Not too far now. Not too far. We are going to go back. To sweet old 1993. Um, so the cult was known to have considered assassinations of several individuals critical of the cult, such as the heads of Buddhist sects Soka Gakkai and the Institute for Research in Human Happiness, which I want to work for. I don't know what that is. I don't know who runs it, but I want to be the CEO of the Institute for Research in Human Happiness. Yes. Please. Oh my gosh. It's a serotonin factory. I, I belong there. 
Shove in my pockets with serotonin every day before I leave. Cause I don't want. Never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna Atlantis, you guys. <laughs> I said never mind. <laughs> I embarrass myself too frequently on this thing. Anyways, I'm just gonna stop right there. I thought you were gonna go for a Natasha Bedding field, but a little Alanis Morissette is also good. Ooh, I got a pie. I got a pocket full of serotonin. <laughs> I got a pocket. Got a pocket full of dopamine. It's fleeting, but here I am. Anyways. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So, after cartoonist Yoshinori Kabayashi began satirizing the cult, he was included on Om's assassination list. An assassination attempt was actually made on him in 1993. So, oh, basically, God. they were like, haters will kill you. Yeah, they really are like Scientology. It's it's just instead annoying. of suing people, they were like, we're just going to cut out the middleman and just execute you. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me, but it's like, <laughs> you guys think you're cute. You hate us? <laughs> just like knock on your door. Hi, I heard you were talking shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, in July of the same year, 1993, Cult members sprayed large amounts of liquid containing bacillus anthracis spores from a cooling tower on the roof of Aum Shinrikyo's Tokyo headquarters. However, their plan to cause an anthrax epidemic failed. Obviously. Yeah. The attack resulted in a large number of complaints about bad odors, but no infections. Oh, God. That's my favorite. Everyone's like, um, hi, hello. What is that rotten egg smell? And Om Shinrikyo is like, yes, good, <laughs> very good. <laughs> and they're like, no, we just need some Febreze. Like, I feel fine. Like, can you guys just make that stop? Like, it's really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> they're like, no, you're not dead yet. At the end of 1993, the cult started secretly manufacturing the nerve agent sarin and later VX gas. They also attempted to manufacture 1,000 automatic rifles, but only managed to make one. Yeah. That was my favorite part. Om <laughs> um, tested its sarin on sheep um, at Ban Juan Station, a remote pastoral property in Western Australia, killing 29 sheep. Congrats. Do you feel better about yourself? Because I'm sure they were really fucking cute. Oh, you know Shoko Hasahara did. Mm. Both Saren and VX were then used in several assassinations and attempts over the next two years. On the night of June 27th, 1994, the cult carried out a chemical weapons attack against civilians when they released Saren in the central Japanese city of Matsumoto, Nagano. With the help of a converted refrigerator truck, members of the cult released a cloud of sarin which floated near the homes of judges who were overseeing a lawsuit concerning a real estate di- dispute which was predicted to go against the cult. Mm-hmm. The Matsumoto incident killed eight and harmed 500. Police investigations focused only on an innocent local resident, Yoshiyuki Kuano, and failed to implicate the cult at the time. Wow. That's all I have to say. Wow. Poor guy. It was only after the Tokyo subway attack that Aum Shinrikyo was discovered to be behind the Matsumoto sarin attack. In December 1994 and January 1995, Masami Tsuchiya of Aum Shinrikyo synthesized 100 to 200 grams of VX, which was used to attack three people. Two of them were injured and a 28-year-old man was killed. He was believed to be the first fully documented 
victim of VX. So they're getting oh, stronger. Jesus. The VX victim, whom Shoko Asahara had suspected was a spy. Of good course. One, good one. <laughs> was attacked at 7 a.m. on December 12th, 1994, on the street in Osaka by Tamatsu Nimi and another um, member who sprinkled the nerve agent on his neck. Ew. Yeah. Like, I just imagine, like, Salt Bay, but it's drugs or chemicals. <laughs> like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> I guess you can wear gloves. It just seems difficult to, like, sprinkle that without getting any of it on yourself. Right, like, get a plant, mister. Yes, exactly. <laughs> bye. I mean, not exactly. I have no idea how anybody would do that. Stay away from me, NSA. I'm not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. She just likes to miss her plants with yes. water. Yes. All right. So, um, yeah. So they sprinkled the nerve agent on his neck. He chased them for about 100 yards before collapsing and dying 10 days later without coming out of a deep coma. Oh, wow. Doctors in the hospital suspected at the time that he had been poisoned with an organophosphate pesticide. But the cause of death was... Um, pinned down only after members arrested for the subway attack in Tokyo confessed to the killing. Um, wow. Unlike the cases for Saren, um, VX was not used for mass murder. So that's at least something? Question mark? In February of 1995, several cult members kidnapped Kiyoshi Korea a 69-year-old brother of a member who had escaped from a Tokyo street and took him to a compound in Kamikuishiki near Mount Fuji, where he was killed. They love their caves. Same. His corpse was destroyed in a microwave-powered incinerator, that pesky oh, little thing yes. again. Oh, my gosh. It's so weird. Like, what? A, I guess that's you kind of have to kind of homemake your incinerators, but still. How strange. But still. But still. I declare. Before he was abducted, he had been receiving threatening phone calls demanding to know the whereabouts of his sister, and he had left a note saying, if I disappear, I was abducted by Om Shinrikyo. (laughs) That's what we call a clue. (laughs) (laughs) Police made plans to simultaneously raid cult facilities across Japan in March 1995. Um, prosecutors alleged that Asahara was tipped off about this and that he ordered the Tokyo subway attack to divert the police. Yeah, supposedly it was JDF members who, Mm -hmm. like, tipped them off to the fact Mm -hmm. that a rape was coming. Mm -hmm. Good job, guys. Way to go. So let's get to that pesky little subway attack. (laughs) Ay. It's a doozy. It is. So buckle up, kids. Here we go. Even though there's no seatbelts on the subway, but... That's fine. Please <laughs> hold on to your handrails. Por favor, manténgase alejado de las puertas. If you see a pregnant person, give them your seat. Don't be a dick. On the morning of March 20th, 1995, all members released the binary chemical weapon, most closely chemically similar to sarin, in a coordinated attack on five trains in the Tokyo subway system, killing 13 commuters, seriously injuring 54, and affecting 980 more. That's wild. That's insane. Do you have the process with which they did it? Okay, cool. I sure do. Some estimates claim as many as 6,000 people were injured by the sarin. It is difficult to obtain the exact number um, because I think, like, people were scared. Yeah. To come forward. That's what they were saying is, like, everyone was like, uh, mm, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this is like Japan is just a country where this doesn't happen. They don't have terrorist attacks. Right. So, like, I mean, they're very, like, I'm not trying to stereotype, but, like, it's a very business-minded country. People yeah. just kind of mind their it's own business like and live their lives. It's, like, it's shameful to, like, be vulnerable, pretty much. Yes. Prosecutors allege that Asahara was tipped off by an insider about the planned police raids, like I said, um, on their cult facilities and ordered the attack um, because he wanted to divert police attention away from the group, which my thing is, like... I don't think a mass attack really is going to take attention away from you, bud. Yeah. And it was also, I think it was more like, I mean, that might be his excuse, but I think it was more a way for him <laughs> to be like, we've developed this. Let's test it. See how it works. And then do it on a larger scale. I mean, why can't, let's, let's just think about this. If you want to start a religious organization, a.k.a. a cult, mm-hmm. maybe... Like, lay low, like, don't do shit that attracts attention. So then you won't have to do really, really insane, over-the-top shit yeah. to, to, to basically be like, they're catching on to us. Like, if you were just quiet, mm-hmm. if you weren't crazy and going out there and making a lot of noise and doing a lot of weird shit and, like, doing illegal shit maybe, like, where everybody can see you. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't have to, like, kill a bunch of people. Yeah, like that cult in South Korea. Nobody knew they existed outside of South Korea exactly. mm-hmm. until the they half of them got infected with coronavirus. Like, if you want to do a cult, have a cult like that. Just mind Be your own quiet. business. Be quiet. Just go just about your, your wholesome ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just practice whatever you want to practice. Have sex with everybody in the cult. Make everybody wear the same clothes. That's fine. Do your weird cult shit. That's cool. Just if you don't want the government to get involved. Uh. I'm so sorry. I thought that was going to be Wow. <laughs> That's what you do if you don't want the government to get involved. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you don't want the government to get involved. Just, I don't know. Don't do be illegal stuff. So, yeah, be somewhat good. Maybe like, don't plan mass attacks. That too. Don't mass don't suicides, mass weapons. attacks. Like, Don't develop biological weapons. Don't create know. a microwave incinerator. Don't plant mist people with chemicals. <laughs> yes. Don't salt bathe their necks. <laughs> That's weird. Don't That's give them some weird. chemical spray. That's what they did. They're I like, know. Pew. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be like that, like uh, the Iron Sheik and like the WWF where he would just be like, mm-hmm. put sand in their faces. Sure. Yeah. Like. All right, Dale. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like wrestling. So obviously the attack evidently backfired um, because the police conducted huge simultaneous raids on all cult compounds across the country. Mm-hmm. So good one. You really were just hidden so well. Winner, winner, no dinner because you're all starving. Winner, winner, lean cuisine <laughs> and your incinerator. <laughs> winner, winner, consume the ashes of the member you just incinerated. Amazing. <laughs> Over the next week, the full scale of Alm's activities was revealed for the first time. At the cult headquarters in Kamakwishiki, on the foot of Mount Fuji, police found explosives, chemical weapons, and a Russian uh, MI-17 military helicopter. A helicopter! Yeah. They were, re- well, they were not ready, but they wanted to believe they were ready. While the finding of biological warfare agents such as anthrax and Ebola was reported, those claims now appear to have been widely exaggerated. There were stockpiles of chemicals that could be used for producing enough sarin to kill 4 million people. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, this was just a test run. 
to see what the effect would be. Police also found laboratories to manufacture drugs such as LSD, methamphetamine, and a crude form of truth serum, a safe containing mm. millions of U.S. dollars in cash and gold, and cells, many still containing prisoners. Wow. Yeah. I guess ones they hadn't gotten around to incinerating yet. <laughs> They're like, hmm, we're <laughs> hungry. <laughs> <laughs> the microwave's full right now. You're just going to have to wait. oh man during the raids Om issued statements claiming that the chemicals were for fertilizers 4 million plants (laughs) it's sarin for our tea (laughs) don't mock our religious beliefs over the next 6 weeks have you never had a sarin latte thank god no over the next 6 weeks over 150 cult members were arrested for a variety of offenses the media was stationed outside Om's Tokyo headquarters on Kamazawa Dori in Ioma for months after the attack and arrests, waiting for action and to get images of the cult's other members. So on March 30th, 1985, the chief of the National Police Agency was shot four times near his house in Tokyo and was seriously wounded. While many suspected Om involvement in the shooting, the Senkai Shimbun, I'm assuming their newspaper, reported mm-hmm. that Hiroshi mm-hmm. Nakamura is suspected of the crime, but nobody was ever charged. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that an officer? Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, the I guess chief, they had like the other, head. They had like other shit going on at the time, but for fuck's sake. Right. So, I don't know. On April 23rd, 1995, Hideo Murai, the head of Alms Ministry of Science, was stabbed to death outside the cult's Tokyo headquarters amidst the crowd of about 100 reporters in front of cameras. Oh, wow. The man responsible was a Korean member of Yamaguchi Gumi. Um, He was arrested and eventually convicted of the murder. His motive remains unknown, but obviously he was like, "Uh, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, if I could do it undetected, I would have done it myself. Mm -hmm. If I was in Japan, ever. And I was also (laughs) one, so. Yeah. But if I could have. (laughs) On the evening of May 5th, a burning paper bag was discovered in a toilet in Tokyo's busy Shinjuku station. Upon examination, it was revealed that it was a hydrogen bomb, which, if it Mm -hmm. had not been extinguished in time, would have released enough gas into the ventilation system to potentially kill 10,000 commuters. Holy shit. So, like, even after, like, the noose was tightening, they, which... Huh. Shoko Asahara was actually hanged to death. Ooh. Anyways, um, even <laughs> after the noose was tightening, they were still trying to pull the shit off. If not, like, more than ever. Yeah. It they was were not like, what do you mean to make the Armageddon happen? Yeah. On July 4th, um, several undetonated cyanide devices were found at other locations in that same subway. Mm-hmm. So it's like, great. Yikes. Dot com. Can you imagine if all their plans worked? What the what Japan would look like? Ridiculous. They would have set them back decades. I know. Just wild. Them having to take time to rebuild. I wouldn't have this their entire infrastructure. No, none of us would. Wow. Thanks, Japan. I don't <laughs> know what I would do without you. Thank you, Japan Police Force, for successfully thwarting these attacks. If I didn't have sword art or my iPhone, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> 
During this time, numerous cult members were arrested for various offenses, but arrests of the most senior members of the, on the charge of the subway gassing had not yet taken place. In June, an individual unrelated to Om had launched a copycat attack by hijacking a, uh, a flight, a Boeing 747 bound for Hakodate from Tokyo. The hijacker claimed to be an Om member in possession of sarin and plastic explosives, but yeah. these claims were found to be false. All right. Are you proud of yourselves, Om? Huh? Are you? <laughs> yeah, they're famous. Asahara was finally found hiding within a wall of a cult building known as the Sixth Seishian in the Kamakwishiki complex on May 16th and was arrested. On the same day, the cult mailed a parcel bomb to the office of Yukio Aoshima, the governor of Tokyo, blowing off the fingers of his secretary's hands. Yeah. So they just, like, they're just doubling down. Over and over and over. Yeah. I mean, you have to admire their, uh, fever, fervor, mm -hmm. fever, fervor. fever. <laughs> you have to admire that damn fever. <laughs> okay. Anywho. Asahara was initially charged with 23 counts of murder and 16 other offenses. The trial, which was dubbed the trial of the century by the press, ruled that Asahara was guilty of masterminding the attack and sentenced him to death. Mm -hmm. The indictment was appealed unsuccessfully, obviously. A number of senior members accused of participation, such as Masami Tsuchiya, also received death sentences. Yeah, I think those were the people who actually, like, stabbed the sarin bags mm -hmm. with their umbrellas before walking off. Yeah. Which was just lovely. Yeah. Gotta love the dedication. I mean, smart, but way to draw attention to yourself. And also, like, why? Yeah. Why? The reasons why a small circle of mostly senior all members committed atrocities and the extent of personal involvement by Asahara remain unclear, although several theories have attempted to explain these events. Um, and in response to the prosecution's charge that Asahara ordered the subway attacks to distract authorities, the defense maintained that Asahara was not aware of those events, pointing to his deteriorating health. Why is it that everyone that's ever been on trial is all of a sudden dying? Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> By the way, sentenced to 23 years in prison. He's gonna die in prison woo -woo -woo. like he deserves. Uh, 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 you sick bastard. That was perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Shortly after his arrest, Asahara abandoned his post as the organization's leader and mm -hmm. since then has maintained silence, refusing to communicate with lawyers, family members, prison officials, or anyone. Until he was so he's a monk. Yeah, well, was a monk. until he was murdered, or not well, not I was murdered, like, eh, executed. I don't know about murder. Yeah, he was until he was punished. He was executed, I think, in July of 2018. Finally, Finally. like this asshole sat in jail on, I guess, whatever the Japanese version of death row is for 23 years. Completely silent. Can you imagine not talking to anyone for 23 years? It sounds great. It's like self-imposed. Just um, kidding. <laughs> Like he was a monk. Solitary confinement. Mm -hmm. And levitate your way out of this bitch. Good luck. That is a funny way to execute somebody who claims they can levitate. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's try it. <laughs> Look, can you levitate now? Mm. Hit me with your best shot. <laughs> Hang away. 
Anyways, that's all I have. <laughs> that's all, folks. That's all, folks. So, yeah. Yeah, peop- I mean, thank God this cult was caught in time. And thank God they weren't able to really execute the shit they wanted to execute. So, which was more people. But yeah, cults are fun until they become doomsday cults. I know. But then at the same time, it's like... I, when I was researching the whole the whole week, I was like, why is this a doomsday cult if they're the ones trying to bring the doomsday? Because it's... I mean, you know honestly, what I mean? It's the same reason that uh, the Manson family did the Tate and LaBianchi murders. Because they... Because Charles Manson wanted a race war and it wasn't happening fast enough. Shoko Asahara wanted Armageddon and it wasn't happening fast enough. But, like, why did you want Armageddon? Because that would get rid of the lesser people. And then he and the rest of them would be on a higher spiritual plane. Maybe it's because I'm just, like, more, like, mentally and emotionally stable. But, like, (laughs) barely. Um, although, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, how is it that you are like, oh, oh, man, Armageddon, it's coming. Let's start it right now. It's also, a- you're better than everyone else. Did you know that? You didn't? Great. Let's go. Like, I mean, not to alienate any listeners, but it's also the reason why evangelicals were so into Trump moving the capital of Israel to Jerusalem because they steadfast believe that the rapture will not happen until oh, Jerusalem true. is the capital of Israel. True. So, hey man, if you're an evangelical, I was too. You want to email? Same. You want to have a chit chat about that? You can email Liz and me. We'll talk to you about it. You can listen to a great podcast called Exvangelical, which oh, yeah. uh, has is extremely helpful in trying to reconcile what used to be your beliefs with your current reality while getting away from an extremely toxic church with an extremely toxic belief system honey you deserve better honestly you deserve better stop listening to the people that tell you that you deserve to burn in hell for uh, being a human yep For for being a human with natural human desires like being gay or thinking anything that your science teacher has ever said is true. Yep. <laughs> or be being a feminist. <laughs> Believing in fossils. Seriously though, email <sighs> us twice if you need help. Hell yeah. She we'll help email. you out. Conspiracy pod Consp- at gmail.com. Okay. Conspiracy for some reason I wanted to say conspiracy podcast. Conspiracy podcast. Conspiracy. We have pod so many things. Com. We have so many. Speaking of yeah. Hit us up on them. Hit us up. Instagram. Uh conspiracy podcast ATL. Twitter, talk conspiracy with us. The conspiracy. The only conspiracy, honey. That's us, yes. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Did you have anything else to add, Katie? No. And don't forget, everybody, to get your kids spayed and neutered. Yes. <laughs> Put them in a... <laughs> Put them in a fucking bubble and don't let them go out in public because they bring in weird shit. Yeah. On that note... On that note, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Don't join a cult. Go back and listen to our Buddhafield episode, which I'm pretty sure was episode three. Two, three, two, three, three. I think. Uh, what's Did you join space? a cult? Just uh, be nice. Yeah. I think White OJ was episode yeah, yeah. two. Oh yeah, nice. with a uh, with fucking. Uh, oh my 
God. But yes, listen to our Buddhafield episode for the 10 signs you might be in a cult. And if you are in a cult, I don't know if we can help email you. me. Yeah, email us if you want to. Uh, but DM we don't really, us. DM really me. Have any money? So I don't know how we can help you. I mean, I have a spare bedroom. That's. I true. might lock you in there for a day just to make sure that you're not gonna like neck me with some chemicals. Yeah. But like, if you just want to drink matcha and do some yoga and h- let me help you work through your issues, my door is open. I have six cats. Um, but yeah, if you're <laughs> if you're from either of the two offshoots from Om Shinrikyo who are trying to pretend like they're not affiliated with Om Shinrikyo, even though they're offshoots of Om Shinrikyo, not welcome. I have very long hair that covers my neck, so you can't get me. <laughs> I have no other way of getting sick. <laughs> All right, guys. I guess this is goodbye. For now. Hopefully we won't get sarin gassed between now and the next Or also corona gassed. Or corona gassed. Y'all better be prepared for a lot of podcasts, though, if we can't go to work. Every Mm -hmm. day an episode. Every day an episode. (laughs) We would have all of them finished for this year. Mm -hmm. This year. Oh, easily. This year. Easily. But we'll talk to you next time, guys. Wash your fucking hands. Wash your fucking hands. Sneeze into your elbows. Into your elbows. Stop making babies. Or into someone's mouth after you. Have a great time, and remember, if you're on the subway, if you see something, say nothing, and then drink to forget. All right. We'll talk to you next time, guys. Leave us a review. Give us five stars. Send us money. This is the longest um, goodbye. Vote. <laughs> well, I have a lot of things to tell them. What if I get coronavirus? Oh, God. If you it's don't not like us- you're going to drop dead. She might. I have a very strong immune system. There's no way this bitch can get Same. me. Knock on some fucking wood. Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's no way done. Oh, she's fucked. And this is the last you will hear of Liz. (laughs) It's fine. We all love each other. And we love you, listener. Yeah, obviously. Don't call women bitches and uh, vote. Yeah. There we go. All right. Talk to you next time, guys. Bye. 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 Anybody, I would like to live. I just want to do God's will. I just want to do God's will. When I want you to know the night